0: I am Sara Colada, an architect and organizer of the Disrupt Symposium, the first of its kind Business of Architecture event, bringing to stage major architecture practices to cover topics related to entrepreneurship and practice operations within the AEC industry. I am an architecture business development consultant And my goal is to raise the financial well being of architects through effortless business growth. Each podcast episode features an expert or thought leader from the AEC industry who shares their journey, challenges, and advice. Now, let's dive into this episode and welcome our guests for an exclusive interview. Hi guys, this is Sara Colata with Architecture Talk Tank. I have an exciting guest today with me, Francesco Spagliari. Um sure. We met on LinkedIn actually with Francesco and I, uh, I saw that Francesco is writing a blog and I got really inspired and interested in his content. Um, he's an Italian architect who had worked for a practice and then turned entrepreneur and then he will tell you the story himself. But um, he diverted from architecture, working in marketing and business development. And today he's here with us to tell us about that path and the lessons he learned alongside the way. So, Francesco, thank you so much for joining me today for the for the talk.
1: Thanks a lot to you, sir.
0: Excellent. So, Francesco, Good to I find be here
1: uh, with you. Can amazing. You
0: Sorry, the connection yeah. just uh broke so i started talking alongside to you uh but um i find your story really interesting and i think that there is a lot of um that a lot of architects can refer to it and relate to it in some way um of course it really touches like deeper rooted problems and i hope that we can discuss that over the talk today but uh let's let's begin with the very Beginnings of everything so tell us um, you know about your journey as an architect and why and what happened exactly that you Switched to marketing in the first place
1: Yeah, yeah uh, Yeah, I consider uh, myself an architect but uh, to be honest actually I studying uh, engineering architectural engineering that was a curse uh, let's say a uh, faculty in italy pretty new one uh, at the time and uh, the scope of this course uh, was to let's say harmonize the two figures the, uh, the two professional, the, arch- the architect and engineer uh, a lot of my colleagues have been uh, uh, very successful being uh, some of them architects and some of them let's say engineer uh, I uh, I have to say that already from the beginning, I came out of this uh, course studies uh, pretty confused. <laughs> uh, I didn't know exactly if I was an architect or an engineer or uh, whatever. Uh, and probably, uh, yeah, these things came with me along all my paths. And now I, I keep on working in the field uh, of architecture, but with a different, uh, I took a different uh, way. And uh, yeah, you said a, a few things about me. I'll, I'll jump quickly to my first uh, experience. Uh, I started working uh, uh, in an office in Milan. Uh, it was an amazing experience. We work on important projects. Uh, I spent night working with my colleagues at the fantastic, uh, projects, uh, project uh, arena in sochi for the olympic game so uh, i mean i mean i believe that many architects many of us uh, had the have been lucky to work on a fantastic project when 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 they were young uh, and then suddenly uh, as i believe many of us especially in italy probably i am italian of course as you said Uh, I felt that it was not enough because uh, I mean I was uh, happy to work on these great things but the money in my pocket were not uh, much Uh, so I decide was young I decided to to do to open my own uh, firm Um, and it was uh, a, a great idea at the time I'm not saying that is the right things to do at all but for me it, it totally changed my approach to life and I believe uh, mo- what I'm doing now good I'm doing because of the uh, the difficulties that I passed through in that uh, moment uh, I have a metaphor. Th- this morning, before uh, our uh, talk, uh, I just thought about that uh, period, and um, I remember that, in especially in during the first year, while I was doing the architect by myself, I I felt I used to feel very excited. I used to feel like a lion that uh, is into the wild in the forest. Before, probably while working. Uh, uh with the boss i w- it was like a lion but in in the zoo so yes i used to have my salary but i i could not uh, really do what what i want uh, in the wild i really enjoyed i really I was young i could see possibilities i could see other aspect of the business uh, as an architect uh, technical but uh, i mean creativity but also the yeah the the business development uh, side uh, as an entrepreneur but uh, yeah the, the lion in the wild uh, enjoys uh, when uh, the season is good when the season is bad he has to start eating uh, whatever if he, he finds and uh, he can struggle can struggle maybe there's no water he need to <laughs> you need to drink from uh, almost a poisoned one let's say uh and uh, can get close to die and uh yeah to be honest i f- remembering that period i f- i feel that i in a certain uh, moment i was close to die professionally because of the difficulties uh, I was fine. I'm talking too much, probably. Uh, I don't know. Sarah. So can... Not at all. <laughs> Actually,
0: ahead. I am really enjoying this because I had a very similar situation. Ah. Okay. Um, I often t- talk, uh, you know, about uh, when I was running a charity and uh, honestly, starting your own business, um, especially in the charity f- field where where ah, wow. you know, the money comes from fundraising and it was really hard and I did take on people as well I don't know if you employed people at the time but the responsibility that you feel for another being every month when you have to pay a salary and you know when you're not able to make your ends meet is really really difficult and um, And it adds on to this, uh, yeah, this this horrible feeling of, um, yeah, inadequacy, I would say. And uh, so I really like your metaphor. And uh, keep going. <laughs> what did you? Um, yeah, yeah. What did you decide to do at that moment? What what happened?
1: Yeah, yeah. I had, a, let's say, a huge problem with the project. Uh, it could have been a fantastic project for me. That could have launched me let's say my mind in the the paradise of the great architect that project became for me a a nightmare let's say and uh, even with a nightmare client let's say and uh, i was so frustrated that uh, i decided to change i really i literally decided to change my path um at the time i was working close uh, to the ceramic uh, field in my area is like the mecca of the ceramic tiles uh, hundreds of uh, company the best companies in the world and i was designing some booths some showroom uh, for them and i thought uh, that could have been a, a way for me to have a more uh, let's say calm uh, job and uh, Mm. and so i asked it was bad period in italy it was 2014 it was probably one of the highest point of the economical crisis and uh, i got rejected by uh, all the, the ceramic tiles i knocked uh, the door <laughs> then uh, life is is uh, surprising long story by the way i had a. Uh, a client for which I did a really small things, uh really small uh, booth for an exhibition in South We had a good uh, talk during an exhibition in Italy, and uh, I, I asked him, Is there any possibility with you? And he said, Yeah, I need an art director. Like, wow, here I am. Let's go to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> And uh, so this is the second part uh, of my life. Uh, I spent four years in, and a half in Saudi Arabia. That is uh, totally a different place for than uh, what in, in, we imagine in Europe. And uh, To describe Saudi Arabia, I would take uh, in, into this description, but is is a place that is totally different than what we expect with uh, really f- fantastic people. I have to say that helped me a lot also. Anyway, so in this second part of my career, I was an art director and immediately after because it was it was needed in the factory, also marketing manager. And uh, I was lucky because my general manager was really a, a good one, really a good entrepreneur. He used to be an entrepreneur himself. He turned to be a, a manager. He studied in, uh, in Harvard. So he started pushing me in the marketing and he asked me to study, not just to invent because I'm, yeah. So I opened book and I opened book while I was uh, doing marketing. And uh, I started learning a lot of things that I could, could have been really useful in my previous adventure as entrepreneur. I be, in Italy, but I believe uh, almost everywhere, architect and engineer don't study anything about business at school, nothing about marketing. And then they start their own uh, adventure and without tools, without tools. Uh, what i learned about my studies in marketing while i was working mainly was that everything was already inside me because as entrepreneur i understood the key points to do business but studying uh, and i'm not saying studying a lot uh, just the the basic marketing it gives you a structure so you know what to do you have uh rules you have a pattern that you can follow in in situation just you we all know we have a, a good client that comes uh, often client that comes sometimes clients that are uh, marketing uh, describes this uh, categories categorize the client so uh, for example the one that only comes sometimes are considered let's say butterflies and it tells you more or less how to behave with these people? I mean, these people people have to be taken for what they are. So, don't bother someone who want who will come to you only when he wants. Okay, just this, this is just an example. And uh, one thing that uh, it surprised me a lot when I. Uh, I didn't know anything about marketing. Then I found out that this is a very popular things born uh, marketers and, and very old one, the four P of marketing that are uh, uh, product, price, placement and promotion. So products, it means you have to, you need a beautiful product. Price, you need the perfect price for this product. Placement, you have to put this product in the the right shelf, in the right showroom, so people can can see it. And promotion, you have to advertise it, okay? And it's normal, but when you think about the product and you start analyzing in this way, it's different. different. You behave in a different way. Then what struck me was, struck me, sorry for my English, sometimes I invent uh, some words, (laughs) Uh, anyway, that, Say, the, the book was saying that if you do these things in a perfect way, for, uh, the four Ps, sales is not needed. People will come automatically to you. I right, said, so my God, this is fantastic. I am, I, I am a shy person, then my job turned into, let's say, more open person. But basically, I I'm am a, I'm a shy, shy person. So this is perfect. I can uh, control the client to bring them in uh, without even interacting through the four P. So let's study very carefully, the product, the price and this and that. And to be honest, it was was not working very much. It helped in the factory I used to work, but while I was saying the sales director, sales director was bringing uh, clients, important clients, you know, bring them, have dinner, and this and that, bringing to the table, and close deals, big deals. So I said, okay, maybe the four Ps are a good structure, but they work perfectly just for some business. What I mean, if you are Louis Vuitton, okay. You have the perfect product perfect price perfect this perfect that people will come to you and, and will buy the bag but if you sell a, I will show you one a mixer even if it's the most beautiful mixer one of the most beautiful mixers I've ever seen it's difficult that people just come to you just to because it's sort of niche product and a service like architecture, thinking about my previous experience, unless you are uh, Jean Nouvel, Zadid uh, or uh, Renzo Piano, I believe it's very difficult that people will just come to you because, because of word of mouth and or social media. Yes, yeah, some will come to you, but then they have to put in your hand as an architect, big money, big expectation, Dreams, the uh, human part of the business, in uh, let's call let's say business development or sales, or I believe is key. I understood that is key. What do you think, Sarah? In your experience,
0: Architecture Talk Tank is sponsored by the good people at Integrated Projects, a team of architects and technologists focus on the digitalization of the built environment. Did you know that there are more existing buildings in this world than websites? Yet only 0.0001% have been digitized. In response to this, the Integrated Projects team launched BIMIT to digitize any space imaginable. Offices, homes, mechanical spaces, you name it. Now any architect, engineers or reality capture specialists can convert their 3D scan into LOD 200 BIM, just in hours, not weeks or months. Why does this matter? Well, now we can accurately view, verify and quantify the spaces that we design, build and operate. To learn more about BIMID, visit wwwintegrated slash projects.com forward slash Sarah Colada. Yeah actually um you know I really like um having you on talk and listening to this because I think that a lot of people can ref- really reflect and see themselves in the story. And what I find really interesting is that you, as you tell your story, you just keep bringing on like the biggest problems that we have in our industry. So the first thing really is the fact that you go to school, you study architecture, engineering, whatever it is. I went to a really good school in London and I also came out of it completely confused. I mean, if uh-huh. you think about it, like I ended up taking a path of like working within sustainability in architecture and um, basically working with natural materials. But honestly, I have never heard about this at school. Like we never, we were so star stroked. We always just studied like Rem Koolhaas and Zaha. And you know, we yeah. basically were just next to the AA. So whenever there were like prominent architects coming to give talks there, uh, we would just, just like go over and listen. And all I knew about architecture is that like, that big vision and like megalomaniac idea of where to go and like how you got to behave and what is the success path which to be honest because you don't study business you don't really understand how to get there so all you see is just results of someone's achievements so okay well they're famous because they are published everywhere they're famous because they published a book they're famous because they finished a really good school they're famous because they get like really grand projects and mainly through competitions so we are basically just bombarded by all these beliefs that are i'm sorry for the word but are absolute bullshit. and no one ever sits down with us and tells us hey look this isn't really how the reality looks like it's just what we gather as we study architecture feeling like we need to be like these people but we never really quite have the insight of what it took for them to actually achieve success it could be that they had a big investor at the beginning like zaha did who built her first project before she even was recognized ever And like how many of us have that opportunity and that privilege so we just see the outcomes of their success and we think that we have to do all those things to get there but in the process, having no business acumen and working really, really hard because at the university, we work hard and we have sleepless nights. We take part in crits, we take part in competitions and then throughout the career, we do the same. And actually, to what I see now, after like 10 years of practicing and obviously even more so studying to so being in this field for over 10 years. I actually truly think that it's just a recipe for disaster. And I'm not saying here that everybody is hitting a point of a burnout and everybody is feeling unsuccessful. Nobody in architecture can ever achieve that level. But I just think that there is so many thousands and thousands upon thousands of architects around the world and that we are all walking a path of a vision that is actually not really existent and we at some point in life we have that wake-up call and that usually is a big disappointment it's like i didn't realize that if i was going to that school and wanting to design houses and change people's lives and maybe really influence the cities and because we do amazing utopian projects at school but then you end up actually working in the office and for years all you do is just your rhino and and cat drawings like a cat monkey without even raising your head above that or making models for days, days and days and days and days and days and your creativity is limited to something on autocad and i think that's just are huge like it's tearing apart something inside of us which speaks for creativity which speaks for freedom which speaks for visions for utopia out of a sudden we're being put in a cubicle uh, to basically end up working nine-to-five and I think a lot of architects just decide this isn't for me and then comes the other side of things also with business which You know, interestingly enough, you experienced too that that responsibility of running a business and trying to actually get the clients in and make the ends meet, um, pay salaries as well. Um, That can be really tough, especially with no business acumen. Um, So I also had aha moments like that when I went to a marketing class for the first time. And actually when I started to read about marketing and study that, It was the first time when I realized that I will never be successful in doing business and architecture if I don't take a step back and start studying this and you know my Uh, my mission really related to the charity work and I wanted to scale this up, but I wasn't able to do so unless I found out how, and you know, in business, those are almost like foundations of business. The concept of scalability is something that you learn almost in the first classes of your business school. You know, what does it mean to scale up? How do you have to think about whatever you do to bring this to 10 X of this, you know, um, but architects, we, we don't know what we don't know. And I think we globally lack education on this topic. So it's totally normal, um, to have all these big aha moments and then enter that journey that perhaps if we did have the basics of business and marketing would never have to come to us after 30 or after 40 you know, and would save us so much more time and also set us up for better success. So this is really why I feel that it's so important for architects to take a step back and really learn certain techniques and put their energy into their communication strategy, their marketing strategy, their business strategy. And today also use social media and digital tools to actually also attract leads um you said towards the end of your convert, your talk about um how you believe like you don't believe that making business in architecture is easy i would disagree with that i think that if you really understand your niche if you really understand who your client is and you are capable of basically empathize with that person to connect with that person to understand their needs and to understand what causes that person to really seek your advice as an expert. Is it because they have no idea about architecture? Is it because they want to build their first house and it puts so much pressure on them, but they're afraid that if they put that project into just anyone's hands, They will lose money over it. They will lose time. Maybe things are not gonna go accordingly to plan. They don't know who to trust. All of those things are pain points that they feel very deeply and they feel pressure around it. Sometimes that's exactly the reason why they come through the door and they act a certain way that we feel perhaps is disrespectful to us. But the question really here is how many of us architects ever think about really what that person feels We just see them as, a lot of times we see them as these people that are going to give us the project we want to land. Yeah, with them, I'm going to build this. And I think that that mentality is exactly what caused me to suffer when I had my architecture firm, because people were coming through the door and I was thinking, oh my God, yeah, they want to build a hotel. I want to build a hotel. This is amazing. So I was jumping on it. And I was fighting for that project so much like, yeah, I'm going to give you this idea and this idea and that's going to be amazing. But then I was realizing, for example, that no matter how much money they had for this project, actually they were not valuing the role of an architect on a project at all. They rather saw me as someone who's going to connect them to builders, who's going to connect them to land uh, sellers because I worked in Guatemala. So we were all very connected, maybe set them up for a really good deal, like even help them negotiate the price and things like that. But when it came down to it, really, what they were willing to give me for all that work, was not worth it at all and i always was disappointed like why did they not appreciate me but i think that it all was because i was so fixated on yes that's going to be my project that's going to be the thing that is going to get me published somewhere or that's going to be the thing that's going to set me off from you know everybody else and in the e- early years of my you know 20s i'm going to build this dream project and everything's going to change and i think doesn't that sound familiar i mean isn't that thought in all of us literally as the main motivator because of the fact that we are so educated to act that way you know by these star star architects and things like that and I'm I'm sure that there are better programs education programs than others around the world Uh, but I think that this is kind of like a global issue of architecture and I guess where I'm getting at is that the moment when you start to understand and like you said as well there are different type of clients and yeah. really what is the value that you know you are giving in the first place what problems are you solving so that you can sell that value based on those problems and then also to understand the needs of a customer and not only just you know present yourself as an architect who provides plans but kind of see what are the problems I'm solving for you? Because that out of a sudden has more value. And if we are, if we will learn to sell our product and our services that way, I think that that could be really revolutionary, but it means to completely revolutionize your branding, your message, your communication strategy towards the client. Your
1: mindset, your mindset. Exactly.
0: Absolutely. Your mindset. And so, you know, this is, kind of the reason why I'm having these talks uh, this whole talk show because I talk with a lot of experts on branding on communications and the purpose behind it is because I know that all of those are elements of how you can put together a relevant story of your business towards your customer that will attract better sales and higher quality leads people that will respect you for who you are um, and not just see you as mere commodity and i think that this is a big topic that we're you know slowly touching on with almost every single conversation and i'm really happy to have you here share your story and basically talk about those things because i think a lot of architects can really relate to it um Mm -hmm. and you know, on that note, I wanted to kind of touch upon your writings. So I know that you started writing over Corona, just like me, actually. So welcome uh-huh. to the yeah uh-huh, Corona cool. baby yeah. <laughs> influencer, <laughs> I don't know, blogger, <laughs> uh, <fantastic. laughs> uh, which is amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I really think that, uh, you know, a lot of good things will come from that time of isolation as I well. Think so. I think Definitely. so. Definitely. Definitely. And tell me a little Sarah. bit more about your writings and inspirations um, there.
1: Yeah, and I try to uh, match it, by the way, with what we said before. Um, also, because the, the last step of my career, apart from my passion, that is new passion, that is blogging, is in pure business development, pure, pure sales, and uh, since two years, and my clients are architects. It's not sales, it's a, I mean, I don't sell, it's a more working to specification of products for a project and I work with architects. Um, yeah, there are a lot of things that I like to say, but I, I have to try to get, to pick the most important one.
0: This episode of Architecture Talk Tank is brought to you by the MGS Global Group. A team that provides on-demand CAD and BIM drafting as well as renderings for architecture firms. In today's environment, with everyone experiencing a surge in projects and staffing challenges, MGS Global can deliver your drawings on time and within your budget. So why work with MGS Global? Their customer service is exceptional and they provide quality for value. They have completed over 5000 projects worldwide, a testament to their work. Now you can focus on design and let MGS do the rest. Check them out at www.mgsglobalgroup.com.
1: First of all, be, be, yeah, and I work with uh, a very important agency here in Dubai and I I am lucky and I decided to do this job just because of my boss, my boss is, uh, is that uh, all his life has been in sales. And before, uh, making this step into sales, I was very worried because I've never felt as a salesman. I mean, I'm not a salesman. I am a guy who used to spend his night working on a project. Not, I'm not someone who wants to convince people. Okay. I, I I'm not good. Also, my boss always tells me, you are not a good salesman that's why I choose you <laughs> that's why I choose you that's that's the, the point uh, we think that sale and, and most of them are like this Salesmen are people who want to convince you about a product modern sales in this new era with the internet that you can find everything by yourself in a moment it's not about persuading people it's about giving advice care about people understanding their needs so all you architects that you are listening to me you have these things already they are already in your uh, in your body this is what you do you care about people you care that the the corridor is not too big you care that the handles of the you care about people so you are already Perfect salespeople for this world. I hope the message is clear. But now I have this architect that are my clients, my friends, and some of them they are dreaming about opening their own practice. They ask me advice. And I always tell them, I can give you I, I could talk a lot, but remember one thing: remember this key point that is business development. So, or you do it by yourself and you do it constantly. Not, uh, okay, today's Saturday, I check. Or oh, you decide to do it by yourself, or you hire someone to do it day and night. This is what the big firms are doing. They have department with business development people, people who are with their job. Their job is to, like me now, wake up in the morning, I reply to an email, I make a prospect, I, I do meeting all day, boom, 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 all day. Not. Now I make a call you know, all day It's different huh? makes a huge difference. And I tell you now that I do this job all day before seeing nice, just nice uh, not big result all day. It took me more than one year to have some result. Then the, the snowball starts growing because you know more people, you know more and the snowball become bigger. But this is the message. You have to do it like a hammer. If you don't do it, hire someone to do it, someone skilled and that you trust. This is very important. And then that's related to what I'm, uh, I'm writing in my uh, blog. Another very important things that I want to tell to all the architects. I always, in my blog, I always write and I haven't uh, yet uh, tell anybody exactly what I mean for it. But I write culture is power. Now, I talked a lot about uh, business aspect, marketing, business development, blah, 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 blah. And we now we know that are key. But never forget how important is all your culture. I mean, you as an architect, we have eyes incredible we know we notice know art we are, we care about art about literature about music about many things in a different way and this word sometimes makes you think that is a uh, weak these things are weak for weak people literature poetry art is for weak people people who don't know how to make money let's say i don't know if you understand what i mean I believe I believe yes <laughs> and now it's a matter of uh, yeah business, business and stock market and blah blah blah. I love uh, I've always loved uh, to watch and listen um, interview of great architects. They are but the big architect we, we talked about before, the one that reached that level for several reasons several reasons maybe they were rich several reasons but i can tell you that all of them are incredibly fantastic communicator i mean they are superb not just they, they know how to communicate they are superb communicator and they communicate through their culture through the culture that you have the culture of through metaphor, through to say things that are normal, but in a different way, in a way that goes directly to the heart of their clients, of their clients. Okay, this is for me is what means culture is power. It's not a weak things. Is you? It's, it's art without art. I mean, it's not it's this world that would not even worth to live, probably. In my opinion. <laughs> Okay, so don't think it's something weak. Use it. Use all your culture to communicate. To communicate to your client. Don't be afraid. I mean, of course, and that is, a, is subtle. Of course, you will have different kind of clients. You have clients that, are, uh, that love culture and, and you can go higher. You, have, you will have clients that are business people. They don't want to talk much about art. But anyway, you are there. You should you should use your your culture to. Uh, so in my blog, uh, yeah, I mainly analyze uh, this interview from a great architect from the past. From I I have a lot of picture because I like uh, t- taking picture to architecture, but not only. And I try to mix uh, match. Uh, the words the, the, the thoughts of uh, great architects uh, with what I see in their architecture or even in, in life in general. And uh, to be honest, I finished. I started this thing with the marketing vision. Okay. <laughs> because I told you my clients are architects. So I said, no, I will do this. So they will contact me. Uh, then I said, uh, I have to thank my boss that he told me Francesco ah, Another key things this is my boss told me this is very important time time is fundamental in life time managing your time and your focus to something so this blog you know you start having a thousand followers you have interaction if you feel, okay maybe I will become an influencer okay and uh, yeah, uh, th- there are a lot of uh, successful uh, stories. But uh, to become successful in this world, you need to put everything into it, I believe. So for me, my blog, it will not be uh, it, the, the target is not to become an influencer and live uh, uh, as a blogger because i already did my test in the past i told you and uh, i believe that everyone if he has a dream and a passion can reach can reach uh, his target but sometimes it takes too much okay so there is time if you have time 10 years to try okay you will have you will succeed i'm sure everyone will succeed if you have uh, two years, three years, think about it because you have to understand what is the best path for you. And I understood that my best path is keep on doing what I'm doing with my boss, and keep my blog as a true passion without overloading with sp- uh, expectation. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I the truth
0: is, you for- never know actually where it's gonna end. You know? I mean, you're no, no, you never know. Of course.
1: So, of course, you
0: know people of might course, start no, but in, in, and...
1: no, I mean in the deep of my heart, uh, I hope that it will be successful. My my blog and uh, I, can, I can travel more and uh, visit uh, beautiful places. But it's just in the deep of my heart. I'm not overloading. Per, I'm talking personally. Yeah, I'm not sure. overloading these things uh, with expectation and uh, because. My job needs focus. My client needs my focus, my total focus.
0: (laughs) Exactly. All right, Francesco. Well, thank you so much for joining me on this talk. I really enjoyed listening to the story. And thank you you for sharing also about your life and your findings. Um, Guys, I'm going to put the link to Francesco's uh, page so you can follow him. Thank you and follow the the blog posts as well. Um, I think that one really interesting things that kind of we can wrap up with I liked it when Francesco said about um, studying successful people I think this is really what he meant when he started his blog and I think that even if there is a big mystery around how you know, people really achieve success in architecture. I think it's really worth it to study these people and see exactly how do they communicate? Uh, how do they make business decisions? There's a lot of talks and um, actually out there where they talk about uh, setting up systems in their offices as well to actually allow themselves to exit their own businesses one day. And which is a really important thing at the end of the day, most of us as architects would name our practices by our names. So how do you exit a business that's called with your own name? (laughs) Um, You can find these things out. Um, I know that Norman Foster has uh, been sharing these things and uh, many other architects. So perhaps follow uh, the blog of Francesco as he's breaking down all these uh, success stories. Uh, But also keep an eye yourself and study that because this is where the mystery of you becoming better at what you do sits is really by... um, not copying but kind of modeling successful people someone who's already done it ahead of you and has had results so on that note i'm gonna say bye to you all thank you for joining again this talk and i'll see you at the next one
1: ciao 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 sarah thanks a lot
0: architecture talk tank has its own frequency we're not a regular podcast but we are here for you, always. If you have a suggestion for a guest or have a story that others in this community can benefit from, please contact me via social media or email me directly at me at Saracolara.com. To sign up for my newsletter, simply go to the website saracolara.com. I am on Instagram, YouTube, and LinkedIn. You can find me by typing my name, Sarah Colada. Come say hi. I'm always excited when you reach out. Bye for now and see you in the next episode.